Greetings and salutations. Thank you for tuning in. This is Isha Montgomery, and you are listening to Hope Speaks, episode 14. I just want to say I'm so glad that it's finally heating up in the Midwest. For a long time, it was spring, but it was still chilly, still a little cold. But now we're finally getting some sunshine. I'm excited. I'm soaking up all this vitamin D. I feel like it's good for me. It's re-energizing a lot of things that I thought were dead, <laughs> including my gym experience because I'm back going to the gym, um, back making efforts to get my body together. I think sometimes we forget about our physical being, you know, and the temple is very important because that's what holds our soul. So right now I'm trying to make sure that I'm eating better. I've taken the juice out of my life. When I mean like the actual juice, like I love grapefruit juice. I love orange juice. I love I love sparkling water mixed with juice. I like kiwi strawberry juice, juice. But then when I started looking at the labeling, like I would look at the labels, it would be like 48% uh sugars. I said, oh my gosh, that means it's nearly half sugar, you know, mostly corn syrup and stuff like that. I was realizing I was putting on weight on my stomach and I was like, where's all this weight coming from? Because I'm not eating the way I used to, you know, I've, I definitely cut down my meals a bit. Um, just because sometimes my appetite isn't really that strong or realizing, well, maybe I'm overeating. I don't want to overeat. Um, but one thing I recognize is just because you're eating something you think is healthy, that doesn't mean it is. You have to read the ingredients on your labels. Just be cognitive and aware. I can definitely say I've put on some weight. It started with the pandemic and it's ending now. <laughs> no more. You know, I'm, I'm I'm back working on my gym life, on my squat life. I have to I have to get that together because I want to be healthy. I want to be here for a long time. I want my body to be right so when I'm ready to dance and and sing and praise and enjoy myself, I can do that without feeling the tension in my legs of what are you doing? You haven't worked me out in months, you know? So <laughs> I just want to put myself out there and saying, I'm trying to get together. And if you'd like to join me on this health kick, kick, let me know how you're doing. Feel free to comment on my blog about any um, progress in your weight loss journey. I'm going to keep you updated with mine. I want to tell you, I was in the gym calling out for Jesus, praying. I was in a, I was like, ugh, I was, I was having some struggles. I was having some difficulties. I was trying to do sit-ups Some sit-ups were eating me alive. <laughs> And it is kind of sad, but it's okay because I'm going to work on it. I'm going to put in the effort that my body deserves. Okay. <laughs> so thank you for listening to that tidbit. Um, today we're going to have fun in this episode. I'm going to talk to you about a myriad of things. I'm going to talk to you about not being afraid to change it up. Not being afraid to make adjustments, to make cuts, to rebrand, to um, to do things differently. And I think that's what I've been working towards, but I was scared to fully jump into the water. So now I'm jumping in this water and I'm telling you, the water is cold. <laughs> it chilled my body, but not my soul. <laughs> I was going to trouble the water. Okay. <laughs> um, so I want to talk to you about that. Uh, and, and, you know, I'm going to read you a Bible verse. We're going to discuss that. I also want to, I'm going to read you some poetry. You know, I got to read my poetry, baby. So I'm going to read a lot of poetry this hour. Um, actually, no, I'm probably not, it's probably not going to be hours. It's probably going to be like mm, 35, 37, 8, 38 minutes. Um, it depends on what I'm feeling because I, I, like I like to feel like I could give you what you need. Um, what else? I, I, I want to talk about the stress I'm seeing on the faces of entrepreneurs. 
um, particularly in the hair industry and the nail industry, um, you know, um, the things that aren't necessary, but we view them as the things that, you know, make us feel good, make us feel pretty, right? Like you might want to go to nail spa, get your hair done. So I'm going to talk about those entrepreneurs and the stress they've been feeling lately. Um, I'm also going to discuss what I've been noticing when it comes to being an artist and do you want to own your work? Do you want to sell your work? Do you want to um, be under a publishing company? You know, and what that means for the artist. Today, I also want to discuss the concept of what do you do when things aren't working how you planned? What do you do when, when you know, everything's hitting the wall? You know, and, and what kind of relationship can you have with God once that happens? Because right now I feel like I'm in that predicament. And I know I've been discussing it with y'all. And I want to thank y'all for following and for listening and tuning in. Because I'm telling you, if if you knew how crazy this year was, you'd be like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I've told you some of it. But it, I can, if I told everything, you just make a jaw drop. Oh, my gosh. You know. <laughs> but I want to get started with the poem. Um, with a poem that's a shorty, but it's a goodie. It's near and dear to my heart. I published it on my blog. My blog is 300 Tried by Water, 300-T-R-I-E-D-B-Y-W-A-T-E-R.com. I recently changed it from black27.com to 300 Tried by Water. <laughs> so the name of this poem is A Friend. The road is long. The battle is arduous, but despite the journey that lies ahead of us, we all need a real friend, someone that cares, wipes away tears, and covers our fears with laughter. We all need someone worthwhile to talk to. And for me, that person is you and has always been you. Thank you again. The name of that poem is A Friend. So, I want to talk about, um, I would say for me, the last three years have been my most difficult, you know. Um, I realized that working in the regular workforce wasn't for me. Um, so, I may work part-time jobs, but for the most part, I'm a full-time writer, typically. <laughs> um, you know, of course, I do little odds and ends in terms of contract and a gig work now and then, but I've noticed since I've been more um, out of the workforce, out of out of school, out of college, you know, because I have a master's degree. People have been talking to me as though I've given up the fight, as though I'm not putting in the work anymore, the due diligence, as though I'm not the person that I used to be. And I have to be honest, I'm not the person I used to be. But I feel as though I'm better than the person I used to be because now I'm trusting in God. Now I'm not walking just to walk. I'm walking by faith and not by sight. You know, I, I've I've changed because I had to. When I was in college, I had a relationship with God, but it's different than the one I have now. Now I ask some questions about my career, about where I should go, about what steps I should take now. I want him to be a light onto my footsteps. Before, I thought I could do this all alone. In the last few years, I realized that's just not possible. And I'm not ashamed. I'm humbled by the, <laughs> by the experience of realizing it's not possible. But truthfully... 
I'm, I've only become the person I've become because I've been able to trust in him. You know, a lot of crazy things have happened to me. I've had, I've had to experience loss and heartache that I never thought I could live through. But I'm thankful that I went through it because now I feel like maybe I can help others get through it too. And what I've realized recently is everybody can't go with you. Everybody can't follow your path. Everybody won't be able to be there for your journey. And not everyone's going to believe in you. Some people don't want to see you go anywhere, so they're going to talk down on you. They don't want you to succeed or they think it's better that you don't succeed. So then they don't have to go after the things that that they that may be in their hearts or after the things that are hard. You know, it's easier to accept defeat than it is to try. Because when you try against all odds, it's not easy. It's not easy to be one of the first people to do it in your family. It's not easy to try to carve a way out of stone, to try to make a path that you don't see, to realize that when you get to the door, it may not be open from 200 feet away, but once you walk up to it, God will open that door for you. It's not easy to have faith. It's not easy to fight and claw your way to a position that many people feel that you may not deserve when you get there. You know, people don't just get to a place automatically. A lot of people don't see the the groundwork. It takes years sometimes for people to get to where they're going. It takes years of rejection, bad books, bad albums, (laughs) failed businesses, failed love, (laughs) you name it. You know, there's so many things can happen and be encompassed within a journey. You know, sometimes people die along the way that you get to Sometimes people die along the way while you're trying to get to where you're going. And I can speak to that. You know, recently my dad died. It's not so recent anymore, but, you know, he passed in sept- at the end of September. My auntie passed on Mother's Day, around Mother's Day. And it's just been a whirlwind. Even right now, one of my close relatives are in the hospital. I'm not going to speak on that because I'm praying through that situation. So we'll so so I'm focused more on God's will than whatever I perceive or think. So I'm I'm not gonna say anything about that, but what I'm recognizing is it rains on the just and the unjust. The way may not always seem easy. There's some days when things may seem messed up, but I I don't wanna give up and I won't give up because I believe that God has something better for me. And I believe that if I keep on moving forward, if I continue to be perseverant, that one day things will get better. Recently, I got into a really, really awkward argument with a family member of mine. And it was hard for me to even come and talk to him about the way I felt. So first I had this argument, it kind of threw me off and I felt bad. And I was like, well, maybe I could have phrased things a different way, you know. Um, But ultimately I realized something. Had I said nothing, he would have never knew where I was coming from. But he would have wondered why he doesn't see me anymore. So I wanted to be forthright. Sometimes the person who does something first, they catch the most slack. But it's that lead, it's them speaking up that changes the situation for others. 
I don't mind being a messenger. I really don't. <laughs> you never know how the message is going to turn out when it gets to the king. The king may not like what you have to say. But I don't mind being a messenger. <laughs> um, with that being said, I want to read you a poem. And the name of this poem is Smart Mouth. Last night, my relative told me I have a smart mouth. This one is for you. Do not speak out of turn. It's better if you don't speak. A orator should be poised. A dove should be meek. Sailing on blue skies that light hearts seek. You are the epitome of grace. Love is in your countenance. Marked by the beauty of a loftness on a glowing face. You should be what society expects. Don't leave them guessing. Never wondering what's next. Silence is best. Because a smart mouth won't do. If you speak too crass, you will have nothing to hold on to. Yet and still, in a room full of quiet figures, let everyone know where you stand. Talking without motive and expressing your truth without a plan. You were born in a disingenuous territory. Swimming in the depths of a foreign land, hoping for wisdom given by God Almighty, but sometimes failing to understand, you are outspoken, unafraid to give words to the ambiance that lies in the token, and it's in the heart of man that you address these things. Yes, indeed, you use your sword well, leaving much to be desired. Because you have a smart mouth. Thank you. <laughs> Again, the name of that smart mouth. You know, I've been, I've been coming to this realization recently. Some people, they're not going to get there with me. To the place where I feel God has taken me to. And I'm okay with that. And some people will. The people that go there with me is going to be the people that I least expect. The people that are pivotal along the way as things begin to progress. And the people who I expected to be there, they're not. You know, the people that I thought, I said, surely they'll be here for a long time. You know, some of them have passed on. Some of them are no longer friends with me. Some of them I moved away from because I didn't feel the need to continue our connection. Some things are only meant to last for a season. And that's the hard thing to accept. The name of this next poem I'm going to read is The Gift of Life. Is it my birthday? Because the gift of life awaits me every morning. I awaken to the smell of flowers blossoming, the sound of bluebirds chirping, and roosters making loud calls of cock-a-doo-doo-doo. The branches of eager trees making creaking noises. The wind blows through my window like sunshine dancing on water. Grasshoppers leap through lime, green, freshly mowed grass. And though the outcome of my day remains unknown, I think Jesus has blessed me with hope once again. The name of that poem is The Gift of Life. And, you know, I think sometimes we take the gift of life for granted. Every day we wake up, that's a new opportunity to make changes, to do things we've never done before. A lot of times we want to stick to one game plan. 
So for me recently, I've been looking at ways I can make changes according to where I'm currently at in my life. I realized my business wasn't representing who I am. Who I was four years ago when I started my blog originally, not even talking about my podcast, Hope Speaks, but my blog, black20something.com, I'm not that person anymore. I had to accept that. It was hard for me to accept that. I thought about it for the last year and a half for a long time. I was like, why do I still have this blog name? I know I'm not satisfied with it anymore. Maybe even the last two years. It's been a while I've been thinking about it. Really since the pandemic went down. I said, um, am I okay with this? Do I not want something different? Have I not changed? And that's when it hit me. I have changed. And there's nothing wrong with change. There's nothing wrong with admitting to the fact that you've gone through a process where you can't be the same person you were before. And sometimes when you change, you have to cut certain things off, certain people off. You have to change change the, the war tactics. You realize you're fighting a different battle than the one you thought you were before. And in recognition of that, um, I actually got the, the name from the Bible. In Judges 7... In Judges 7, Gideon asked the Lord, well, before Judges 7, get, um, 636, and Gideon said unto the Lord, If thou wilt save Israel by mine hand, as thou hast said, behold, I'll put a fleece of wool in the floor, and if the dew be on the fleece only, and it be dry upon all the earth beside, then I shall know that thou wilt save Israel by mine hand, as thou hast said. And Gideon arose in the morning, and behold, he was able to fill a whole bowl with the water on the fleece. You know, sometimes God will give us signs that he has a, a journey for us to take, that he has a path for us, that he has a, a calling, if as it were, for us, that there's certain jobs that we're meant to do. And when God lets you know that, you have to pursue it and pursue it with a with a with a with a passion. So then when Gideon went and he assembled his men for war, he found that a lot of people showed up. Matter of fact, so many people showed up that there needed to be a reduction in numbers. So basically, it says that There was 10,000 that showed up. No, I could be wrong. Let me see. I'm sorry. So it was 22,073. Now, therefore, go to proclaim in the ears of people, saying, Whosoever is fearful and afraid, let him return and depart early from Mount Gideon. And there returned of the people 20 and twenty and 2,000. And there remained 10,000. So originally there was 32,000 people that showed up. 22,000 left due to fear. And then 10,000 remained. 
Verse four, and the Lord said unto Gideon, the people are yet too many, bring them down unto the water and I will try them for thee there. And it shall be that of whom I say unto thee, this shall go with thee, the same shall go unto thee. And of whom, and of whomsoever I say unto thee, this shall not go with thee, the same shall not go. So then he brought the people to the water. And when he brought the people to the water, the Lord then told him the game plan. He said, okay, so everyone that lappeth of the water with his tongue is a dog lappeth. Him shall thou set by himself. Likewise, everyone that bowed down upon his knees to drink, they're the ones that you're cutting loose. Verse six, and the number of them that lapped, putting their hand to their mouth were 300 men, but all the rest of the people bowed down upon their knees to drink water. So there were only 300 men that God permitted Gideon to ride with. Gideon saw all the men. He was like, okay, I'm, I got 32,000. All right. But that wasn't what he had to go into battle with. That wasn't the right number. God wanted Gideon to know. That Israel was saved by his hand. So he had them reduce the number according to fear. And then he had them reduce the number according to the way people drunk water. And I recall my pastor telling me in church the reason why, and this was like over a month ago, the reason why so many people were told, okay, you're not coming into battle with us is because the ones that knelt down would have trouble seeing the enemy if they're coming towards them. The ones that lapped water out of their hand will have a full vision parameter of what's going on. They'll be able to see left, right, and front because they're not bending their head to the water with their knees down. They're ready to get up and fight. Verse 7, And the Lord said unto Gideon, by the 300 men that lapped will I save you and deliver the Medites into thine hand and let all the other people go every man unto his place. And they were saved by 300 men. So I ask you, how many good soldiers do you need? Because if God's for you, who could be against you? A lot of times we have these big teams of people, right? We have all these friends who don't who don't really support our vision. We listen to a whole bunch of family members who don't really want to see us grow. We add on these associates who say they're going to help us with our work, but really they only want to be there for the good times. You know, they're a good time Sally, a good time John. No offense to the people named John and Sally, because sometimes you need people that are going to ride for you. A small team can do more. If they're all in unison, fighting for the same purpose in a big team of people that you can't trust. There will be a time when God will give you meager resources just so you can see that he was the one that saved you. Because you thought that having more people would be your salvation. But really your salvation is having more faith. Today I'm declaring that Jesus will save me, that he will lift me up, 
that I don't need all the resources and that anything that I have need of, he will provide for me. Anything that is necessary, he will give to me. And he will not withhold one good thing from me. Neither will he do that to you as long as you follow him. You know, I think a fear of the unknown is what makes us feel like we need all these people that don't care about us. That we need all these people that don't support us. As entrepreneurs, as people coming against mighty battles, there's a time for war. There is a time when we have to gather together all those who we believe will be on that battlefield with us fighting towards a common goal. And I believe that time, that time is coming now for many of us. That time where we have to say no more sitting on the sidelines. No more acting like I don't know that this person doesn't mean me well. No more acting as though I can go to the next level with someone who doesn't care. It's time that we all stepped out on faith and gave this thing a shot, for better or for worse, for worse or for better. Because fear, God didn't make us to have fear. It says in the word, I did not give you the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. So let that sound mind that God gave you lead you now. Let your spirit, and most importantly, the Holy Spirit be your guide right now. Because times are, times are crazy. Recently, someone got shot down the street from my house. And I was shocked to hear about it. And so was my family. Because when things hit so close to home, you have to know who you serve. read a poem for you. It's called Fishy Love. You can't force love. It must come naturally, like fish swimming downstream, moving in and out of time, jumping and splashing in the beauty of tomorrow, coming near the edge, wallowing in shallow water till it's time to gather in the pond, creating spawn and easing through the happiness of familiar bliss. Thank you. And I'm going to read you another poem because I want to get my poem reading in because I feel like I've been talking a lot. Talking, talking a lot. So the name of this other poem is the shorty is a goodie. The name of it is Old Photos. Old photos lead us to long forgotten memories. Wooden frames hold beautiful moments frozen in time, forging a connection between the past and the present. The feelings and glances that happened but didn't last. Seconds recorded in one bright flash. Former Kodak sentiments etched into the lens of a smartphone. 
but every photo speaks to the laughter, smiles and love that twinkled in the center of ruby colored eyes. They are beautiful moments frozen in time. Thank you again. The name of that poem is Old Photos. I'm going to read you off another shorty but goody poem. You are a sparkler. You are the fun that left the room when the celebration fizzes out. Sparklers lit for less than a minute add brightness to partially lit spaces. That's why you are sorely missed because the absence of glittering illumination makes the heart grow fonder. So keep glowing, baby. Flickering fireflies compete with your illustrious splendor. Again, the name of that is You Are a Sparkler. And you know, we're all meant to shine. So don't hide your light. Don't fear what other people think. Don't run from the truth. Often we hide who we are because we don't want to be judged. We don't want people to turn on us. But times like this, people need to see someone shining, smiling, running and playing in the grass, believing that they are somebody too. I think that some of us have gotten so used to dampening our life for others that we don't even know what it feels like to turn our switch on, to let it glow in the midst of the darkness. We have to be that candle. We have to be that light placed on a hill. And don't fear what other people think. Fear a life that's not well lived. Because at the end of the day, no one can stop you from being who you're meant to be but God. When it's your time to go, you don't even determine that. So all you can do is live. Live fearless. Be brave. You know, there's something to be said for people that aren't afraid to stand up. And during this time, I think there's a lot of people that are losing everything. That are struggling to survive. Because they're finding that the way of life they've been getting by on is no longer doing what it used to do for them financially. You know, recently my sister told me she was on Facebook and um, someone posted a meme. Not even a meme. It was a post. Someone posted a post and it said, you know, um, please show love and, and, and pray for us nail techs and beauticians because people aren't frequenting us any longer. People aren't um, getting their hair done like that. People aren't getting their nails done like that. And really, I can speak to some of that in the United States, and it's because the stimulus checks have dried up. The stimulus checks that came in the beginning, and I would even dare to say the middle of this pandemic until the last year, it, they've dried up. That extra money has decreased. The cost of rent has gone up. The cost of gas has gone up. So the things that many would see as amenities some aren't viewing as necessary anymore. But if, if this is your livelihood, if this is how you feed your babies, if this is how you pay your rent, 
if this is how you provide food in the fridge, then this is a scary time. But I would even encourage those of you who are in the cosmetology field or who are in fields that aren't really being um, sought out the way they used to, even if that's clothing, um, even if that's you working in certain areas of customer service. I would just say don't give up. Know who provides for you. If it's God, then you have nothing to worry about. And if it's not, then seek him diligently. You know, this year has taught me more than ever that I'm not the one who kept myself in a good position. I didn't have the means to keep myself in the right mind. I didn't have the means to keep myself financially um, (laughs) comfortable. I didn't have the means to keep myself in a state of peace. And that's okay. I haven't for a long time now, but I know who does. And that's all that matters. Many of us may have to rebrand. We may have to restructure. We may have to turn to the creator to ask questions about how we move forward. We might have to go, not even we might have to, we need to go to Yahweh, to Jehovah Jireh and say, I know you will provide for me. Show me what you want me to do. Show me where I'm supposed to go with this. Now is not the time to fear the coming tide. We can only get ready for it. And to get ready is to dig into your word. It's to dig into the spirit of Jesus Christ. It's to know that tomorrow you don't know what will happen, but you know that everything's going to be all right. And even if everything doesn't go as planned, this world is temporary and your soul is forever and that is eternal. So don't focus on the naysayers. Don't focus on the people that aren't frequenting your businesses. Don't focus on the people that that don't want to acknowledge how much work you put in because maybe they don't like you or maybe don't like your business. Focus on how you can become better at what you do. Focus on making sure that people understand that you're serious about your craft, that you're serious about making a way out of no way. Stand in the midst of the turbulence, in the midst of the storm. It's not over until it's over. And it's not over till God says so. So until then, stand. Don't waver. Don't quiver. And don't give up. If I can tell you nothing else, I can tell you not to give up. This is the time now where artists and people who believe in the in, in the struggle of the working man being alleviated, people who want to see others doing well, this is a time where we show each other love. Lately, I don't think I've been focused on showing love. I think I've been focused on just survival, but I'm not going to do that anymore. Now I'm going to smile like there's no tomorrow. Now I'm going to laugh and giggle until it runs from my heart like like rivers of flowing water, I'm not going to get down and I'm not going to get sad.
because I know who I serve. And if I know what I know, then if I do what I'm supposed to do while I have this time on this planet, I know I'm going to a better place. And that's heaven, y'all. I'm, I ain't trying to go to the pit, man. That, that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but no, 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 for real, though. Um, listen, be steadfast. Now is the time. Did you, did you get to see what you're made of? And it's all good things. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be very, um, I'm going to be very forthright right now. I'm going to be transparent as it were. At the beginning of the pandemic, I, I looked in the mirror. I think it was March the 4th, 2020, somewhere in there, March the 10th, 2020. Um, but I remember looking in the mirror and thinking to myself, what happened to you? Who are you? Who am I looking at? This isn't Isha. You don't smile like Isha. You don't look like Isha. You don't, you're not, I'm not proud. I'm not proud of myself. Well, prize of sin, let me put another word. I wasn't happy with what I was seeing in the mirror. It didn't give me joy. I wasn't exuberant about looking in the mirror and realizing that I wasn't sober. <laughs> You know, uh, realizing that I, I hadn't fulfilled my purpose in God, realizing that I was living in sin, realizing that every morning I woke up, my body was in pain and my mind was rattled because I wasn't doing what I was called to do. I wasn't being a person that I should be. I wasn't even I wasn't even setting a standard for myself that I set as a six year old girl. I realized I had more standards as a child than I did at 30. And I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> Something's got to change. And the world may not change, but I got to change and be the change that I want to see. I- I'm not going to disappoint the six-year-old me. I'm not going to let the God that I serve think that I don't care about the future. I have to change. I, and and I and I sat out and I embarked upon that journey of change. And let me tell you, a lot of people didn't stand by me. The truth is, that's why I'm single right now. <laughs> and my ex was like, "Girl, I don't believe in Jesus Christ." <laughs> I said, "Okay then." <laughs> deuces, Chuck the deuces, moved out. And um, and it wasn't easy. I wasn't happy about it. It didn't make me feel good. But what I learned was. It made me feel better in the end. And that took took a few months for me to feel good about my decisions. Not leaving him, but bes- deciding to change my whole life. It's not easy when you decide, I'm not going to live solely for me anymore. I'm going to live for a higher purpose. I'm going to live to serve God. I'm going to live to be the woman I'm called to be. I'm, I'm going to do the things that seem nearly impossible. There are some days... I just want to go and be a wild girl. <laughs> but then I think like, okay, I don't know. I can't do that. <laughs> I don't need to be out there drinking. I don't need to be out there wild and out, you know, and I had to, you know, kind of get myself in check through reading the word of God and um, praying, listening to sermons, going to church. I, I had to be really steadfast on myself. Cause the truth is I still feel like I'm a little young baby. 
I want to be in these clubs, baby. I see everybody my age, they clubbing, they kicking it, they getting they twerk on, getting they drink on, getting they smoke on. I said, oh, but then I think about how that made me feel when I was living like that. And it just wasn't worth it, you know. <laughs> and uh, I'm sorry, I'm being very honest right now. I'm being forthright. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I let all that go. And was it easy? At first, no. But it was worth it in the end, and I'm thankful. You know, I'm not lying no more. Whenever I curse by accident, I repent. You know, I'm working on myself. Even when I when I have a tiff with people, I don't get along with people, I'm still I'm still attempting to be the bigger person. <laughs> I've never done that before because I was always one of those petty people. I'd be like, I'm gonna argue, so there's nothing left to argue over. You know, and then I, I realized that doesn't serve it doesn't serve anybody. It doesn't help me. It doesn't make me feel better. It doesn't make other people feel better. It just makes it seem like I'm just out for blood all the time. I don't want to be that person. Um, so really, the last two years has been all about rebranding myself, changing, letting God change me, um, becoming a person that that's willing to listen, that's willing to go out on a ledge for someone they love, that's trying to make changes. I can't predict the future, but I know that I'm thankful for who I am now. I couldn't say that before. I couldn't say it. I couldn't look in the mirror and feel happy with myself. I couldn't I couldn't um, look my sister in the eyes and, 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 and tell her, you know, that I had made the right choices or I was making the right choices. I didn't feel comfortable with the with the way I was going, with the path my life was taking. You know, if anything, letting God heal me has been the hardest part of this journey. It's been the hardest part because when you're in the process of healing, that stuff is painful. It's painful. And lately I've needed a bit of rest from it all, but there will be a time for rest. Right now is the time for work. But until then, I'm going to read y'all a poem about rest. (laughs) Oh, goodness. So the name of this poem is Much Needed Rest. Take me to your island where I can bask in the sweet sun, swing in the night breeze and frolic until my work is done. Just breathe easy. No expectation for the anticipation of conversation and truth. I want rest. Experience joy, peace, and happiness. No hurt in my voice, no ache in my chest. An end to the shakiness of breath. Where is the curve in the rainbow? Does it wait for me? In the midst of this craziness, can a misunderstood soul discover the bedrock of tranquility? Sleep, anxious body. Lay down your nervous flesh. You've held on long enough. Too tired to be emotional, too emotional to be tough. So take me to your island where I can bask in the sweet sun, swing in a night breeze and frolic until my work is done. Twist and turn on a path outlined by cleared foliage. It leads through the bush to a shoreline that sore souls need. Play in the warm sand, dip toes, in refreshing water, 
Afterward, laugh and smile, forget my troubles for a little while. This is my day to be free. Live with comfort, wind down with ease. The ebb and flow of palm trees is a sight to behold. They give pause to a worried mind. In silence, to the complex feeling that leaves shift from side to side. Yet the bark stands tall in the midst of it all. Take me to your island where I can bask in the sweet sun, swing in the night breeze and frolic until my work is done. Just breathe easy. No expectation for the anticipation of conversation. In truth, I want to rest. Thank you. Again, the name of that poem is Much Needed Rest. Cause whew, I really need some rest. I ain't gonna sit up here and lie. I looked around the corner. I said, "Jesus, is that you?" <laughs> I said, "Are you?" Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> okay, and you know, and just to show that I'm not a hater, <laughs> I want to read a, a um a poem that I wrote. For a very special former person who is no longer in my life. The name of this poem is Brief Letter to My Ex. Are you still there? After all this time, I believed that you left our dreams by the wayside. I was under the impression that you had forgotten the outline of my face. Locked in a different time, dictated by the contradictions of an unknown place. It's good to see that the impression of my love is still on your mind. Still, I'm surprised that your heart wasn't capsized and captured by another. Years later, you see me as a friend and former lover. For that reason and so many more, I wish you well. I want you to have more friends than you can count and more stories than you can tell. You deserve the moon, stars, and the night sky they sit in. Because your kindness is indicative of a person that should always win. So despite our separation, I'm pulling for you. I want to see you happy and healthy while in pursuit of a good life. Never never settle for a person that's not treating you right. Because your ex-girlfriend said so. Brief letter to my ex. Thank you. Y'all, I'm going to have to make some changes. So, uh, <laughs> so the name of this next poem is a tiny poem. It's not even a poem. It's like, it's a three-liner. Only got three lines. <laughs> but the name of it, I just like it. And it's so short and so brief, but it's so cute. So the name of it is Nowhere Special. What is love without kindness? It's empty promises spread out over time that lead to nowhere. Again, the name of this poem is Nowhere Special. Thank you. So I'm getting ready to bring this, um, to bring the show to a close. But before I do, I'm just going to read y'all one more, one more piece of my um, thoughts. So the name of this is Small Thought Arrival. There was a time when I waited for your arrival while dreaming of a day when we could be a little closer anticipating you like the stars showing up in the splendor of the night sky throw a lasso around the twilight of bright luminous rays 
and pulled them down one by one, counting them like fireflies in a glass jar. Their light draws you near, but still so far, open the lid, set them free like praise climbing the stairwell of heaven. Thank you. Again, the name of this poem is Small Thought Arrival. So thank you for tuning in to episode 14 of Hope Speaks. This is your girl, Isha Montgomery, signing off. And until next time, be happy, be joyful and hopeful. And remember, no one can pull you down, baby. Because God is on the throne. And don't let no one, no one make you feel like you don't deserve good things in this life, okay? I love you. Take care of yourself. Till next time. Bye. Mm-hmm.